Hi, I'm Desper Robinson. You're watching B83, and this is another episode of The Media Artist. And today, I'm here with K.A. Yes, yes, what are you saying? I'm good, bro. How are you? Really good. Yeah, you, um, you're on tour at the moment. How's the, yeah. how's the tour going? Tour's going well, you know, going well. As you know, Brom stopped tonight. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've had, we've had some good shows. Can't complain. Every crowd's been live. All I could hope for, really. Mm. Yeah. What would you say the, the, the best crowd <laughs> has been so far? I know you don't want to... No, you know what? I got, I got a little thing for Norwich. I think the Norwich show mm. was, like, crazy. Um, Bristol, that was one of my favourites, but, yeah. like, London as well was just yeah. crazy. We played the Troxy. It's a massive venue. East London as well, where I'm from. Home. Yeah, so that was like a hometown yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. like what was it, two thousand people in there? Yeah, it was like three thousand in there. Whoa. Yeah. What's been the uh of the tour, what's been the, the tune that's gone off the most? The tune I think New Banger's been going off, mm. Free Wheel Ups has been doing a madness. Um a roadman's hymn. That's like a Percy. But Garage Gank is just on <laughs> <laughs> It's just something else. It's garage cake is something else. Talking about that song, when when that came out, what was it? I was on the radio October, November. So I think mm. it, I think it dropped. Was it about October, November? It dropped. Yeah, yeah, end of last year. Yeah, and to me, obviously, when you drop something, I mean, you know, you're okay, you know. So when you drop something, it, it goes off. But that felt like it had a whole, like a whole different energy, a whole different presence. Yeah, yes, yeah. Like how long was that song song done? And was it was it always the plan to put that one out first? No, that that was that wasn't in the plan. That tune. That mm -hmm. was just something I was recording the album and then just like done that as like a you know heard that tune done yeah. it as a freestyle yeah and just was like I want to put it out you know what I mean yeah and then it just grew and grew and grew and I was like no I have to put this on the album yeah, yeah so yeah. it wasn't even made like you know in within mind of the album but uh, it just grew into a monster <laughs> yeah because it felt it felt like it felt like one of those things that was the it's like a lead off mm. lead off single yeah. but you always hear those stories when people make the track after and it's like and that becomes the one that really, yeah. really sets the tone yeah like that's the one i've been listen i got a couple of tunes that go off like p's and q's and blah, blah and mm. all that over the years but this one just feels different yeah i don't know what it is but people just lose their mind yeah when that tune comes on nice it's, it's good to have a tune you know of the moment like that it's one of those it's one of those songs as well that i've always felt that um there's a few mcs that i feel like are effortless mm. when they spit like Gary Skank feels like one of those songs where you're just like, whoa, like this guy can spit, like really, really spit. And I think people are like really resonating with it because Grimes on the uptake again and you just come back in mm. and kind of really set the tone again for how I think I like, feel like an MC should really be like hit hit a track. Um, did you did you kind of plan to come out around this time period or was it did you always like plan to make the album around around this year or was it? No. No, no. no. The, the album's been about three years in the making. So, um, you know, and that was a different climate then. Yeah, completely. So, yeah. Um, I've been frustrated. I was so frustrated two years ago, I wanted to release the album then. A year ago, I wanted to release the album then. You know, it just so happened that this is when it was ready, when it was finished. I didn't want to put it out if it wasn't up to my standards or it wasn't ready in my mind. It just took a bit longer than I, you know, assumed. And it's out now and it feels like maybe it was the right time, you know what I mean? Maybe things just happen the way they happen for reasons, you know? Yeah, because mm. Grimes had, it's in its 2015, um, had a massive, massive stellar year, and it's like you've come out at a time when it's really mm. kicking back off again, um, hit the forefront. Like, what was the, the thought process behind, um, like, making the album? Uh, it was really just about, 
you know, I, w I was just, a, I always make music, you know what I mean? And I, I'm an album kind of guy, I'm always gonna put out an album, but this, this was like a, it was a real, like, important one for me. Um, it was like 10 years after my first, obviously five years, whatever, after releasing my last album, and it was just like, what do I want to say? Mm. What do I want people to know? What can I tell them that they don't already know? You know, um, why should I be really? Why should anyone listen to me? You know, so I knew it had to be a serious body of work. I really had to be telling them something. Um, it's real personal. It's all biographical. It feels like, you know, well, I hope that it brings the listener closer to me. And it just felt like it had to it had to be special this time. Um, didn't want to put out music for the sake of it. I wanted to, you know, work on something that I was really, really proud of. So, um, yeah, when I started off making it, and I think T-shirt Weather in a Manor was one of the early tunes, and started talking about those things, and you know, just started getting more personal and more and more personal, and it just, uh, yeah, turned turned out the way the way it did. I was just trying to be brutally honest. Yeah, you can tell. And just keep it at 100% real. Like, that was my aim, to just tell my truth. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's, you, you mentioned at the start of the interview about um, a road man's hymn. Yeah. And, and, and you said it's a Percy. That's a track, to me, that really stood out mm. on the album. Um, do you feel like, as a kind of a kind of older... I mean, how old are you now? 30 now. OK, so, you know, you're older than what many of your listeners like with coming up with now. Do you feel like you have a kind of responsibility to, to, to talk to people in a way, because romance him is like, it feels like you, you're schooling mm. people in a way. Mm. Um, I, I don't feel like I have a responsibility, but I feel like I, I have a responsibility to tell the truth, mm. to keep it real, to, um, yeah, and, and at times like speak for, you know, speak for people, speak up for people that don't rap, that don't have albums out, and you know what I mean, yeah. can't get their voice heard, like be their voice. And um, yeah, I think a song like that resonates with so much people because they know it's real. Yeah. Like I, I, they know where I'm from. You know what I mean? And they know the situations that people find themselves in, and they can identify with it. Um, so yeah, a tune like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have made that tune when I was like 16 or whatever. Mm. You know, maybe I wasn't thinking on that deeper level. But. Um, yeah, it takes some level of growth and, yeah, to, to, to make songs that are important to other people, not just about yourself, it's, like, important to other people as well. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like you say it's a great body of work. It feels like an impactful album that a lot of people have taken. I've seen a lot of think pieces written about it, about how they feel it is kind of the way you go ahead and make an album. Um, and I think it's a good year to have made that because it feels like people, more people are going to be making albums this year, like Stormzy and... Um, I think Frisco's putting one out, Wiley's putting one out. Um, going back to like the start of your career, and you talk about songwriting and romancing and stuff like that, you were, it feels like you've always made songs from the get-go. Yeah. Whereas people were putting out back in the day like freestyles and stuff like that, mm. you had Boys Love Girls, um, things like, uh, there were lots of signs in life, that's yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I used to be on radio like 10 years ago, like 2005, playing those songs and just knowing like, these were, were songs yeah. in a scene where it wasn't so song-dominated at mm. the time, and you really had that kind of lyrical ability. Like, how did you get started? Like, what were your inspirations in 
in, in crafting new songs at yeah, the beginning? Like the song format was always my always my focus. Um no, we used to go on radio and spit and, you know, mm. do our thing and back to back and do raves and whatever and that was obviously really important. But I've always been making songs. I think that might have maybe come through like my inspiration is like dancehall music, you know, well my mum and my family listening to reggae music and then obviously dancehall from that and you know that I really loved and artists like um, Beanie Man and Bounty Killer and Mad Cobra and yeah. and all those guys. Foundation artists. Yeah. <laughs> and they was always really song driven as well as, you know, like DJing at the rave mm, and blah blah mm. blah. Um they used to make songs, you know, over the same rhythm, just like everyone would have their own version, like their own song with a chorus and a verse and a chorus and and um it weren't really going on in my scene, but that's kind of how I I knew it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I just used to make beats at home, made boys love girls, um, in my bedroom, and just wrote a song to it, went to record it, then just put it out there on the pirate radio. And at that time, yeah, there wasn't too many songs about. It. I remember Lethal B had some tunes. Um, I don't know, Dizzy had one some yeah, tunes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it wasn't really the thing, was it? No, it wasn't. Mm. It, 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 like I said, it was like a very freestyle base. Obviously, mm. you had Sidewinder and all them people used to just mm. go shell at the rave. But I, f I always, I always feel like you were one of the first people to kind of make actual real, real songs um, mm. that had an impact as well. Like I said, like mm. Silence and Life. That's that's a song that I still refer to now with people. Mm. Um, and then it's albums as well. Like, yeah, exactly. Then people then, you know, people had songs but not albums. Mm. You know, and I was always like a guy that loved the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Into Illmatic and Marshall Mathers LP and uh, Life After Death and these are albums that I used to love, you know what I mean? Yeah. Woodrow Till Shiloh and and all of that. So um yeah, I I hope that our genre makes more of those, you know. And is more known for like um, like respectable bodies of work and not just like one hype tune here and there, yeah. you know what I mean? I think I think we're about to, to to maybe get back there because albums like Home Sweet Home, um, Boy in the Corner, are still projects that we reference to now, and it feels like in that space of time, you would have hoped that there'd be more standout bodies of work that people could say, okay, that's a seminal album, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's interesting you mentioned kind of like your dancehall influences, mm. um, and you mentioned Illmatic also. Were you influenced by any kind of like hip hop people when you were coming out? Because it felt like I would say like that you, um, when you came out with your style at the time, it was so far in advance of what people were doing. It felt like when Nas came out with Illmatic and that whole style and people referenced mm. Nas as kind of pushing the flow patterns forward of hip hop, it felt like you did the same for, for Grime uh, back then. Mm. Was that, you know, were you influenced by anybody in the hip hop genre? Yeah, I was inf influenced by hip hop in general, but mm. like some of my favorites is Nas and, you know, Big E was like a big favorite of mine as well. You know, just for like, like flow and storytelling and just that whole charisma and knowing how to make a song but still like got bars on lock, you know what I mean? So those are some of my um, my favourites and I used to listen to them all the time, you know what I mean? But then I was into like Buster Rhymes as well, yeah, he had yeah, more yeah. of the party tunes and I, I didn't have too much party tunes but I mean I like all of the different aspects of yeah. hip-hop, you know? But I think as a genre we took um, 
a lot of inspiration from the dancehall scene in terms of the way it's performed and the way you like you want run one rhythm and all the yeah, MCs yeah. go back to back on the same rhythm. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a lot more like dancehall than it is yeah, definitely. hip hop. But definitely I can see where both come into play. You even got the clashing element as well. Yeah, and the, the and the clashing yeah, thing. Yeah, you know influence. I mean? You've got obviously the Wiley, um, you <laughs> legendary clash. I did see Wiley talking about <laughs> something about that. I think he was like earlier this year or last year about yeah. clashing again. Is that something that that's, oh, that's going to happen at all? Is that more nah, of a job? No, nah, I can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see me clashing again. Do you, do you like watch any? Anyway. Do you watch any of the, the new Lord of the Mics? Any any of the clashes that come out or anything like that? Do you keep in tune with? What's going on in the scene? Nah, more kind of. I ain't seen like a clash like that for years and years and years. But I mean, I'm aware that Chipmunks clashing everyone. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the trenches. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, yeah. everyone. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I listen. I listen to those tunes when they come out. Yeah. Mm. Of course. Who has been your um, your kind of like favorite collaborations? I mean, do you? Do you, obviously you can tell you mm. like to collaborate with people. Mm. Has there been anybody that kind of you've gone in with and you felt like, okay, I really wanted to do this, or is there anybody that you haven't collaborated yet that you that you, that you want mm. to? I think Vibes Cartel is, is the one that I always remember, yeah. the one I most wanted to do, like, and would just stick with me for mm. forever. Because I'm like massive, massive fan of these. You know what I mean? From long time. Yeah. And. Um, you know, like when you're a massive fan of someone, then, like, especially with me, like I'm into the technical side of things, you know. So, um, and I've kind of put him on a pedestal just because of like, what, yeah, yeah, what he can do. So, yeah. it's easy to meet someone and them to let you down. You know what I mean? Do you know when someone lives up to every single thing and more? Yeah. Like yeah. in the studio, the way he does it, like the guy is a genius. Mm. Like he's a. <sighs> You know when someone's like a master of their craft and, and they're just at, you know when you're at the highest level and it just yeah. feels like you're, everything's moving in slow motion for them. Yeah. It's like, it just, it's just this, effortless. It's effortless. Yeah. Like I saw him at the peak, you know what I mean, of that craftsmanship mm. and like sat there and watched him work and that. It's, it's just mad. Do you prefer to do it that way? Because I know people like nowadays with the internet and all that mm. kind of stuff, kind of like phone in collaborations, yeah. throw them over the emails and all that kind of stuff. Do you prefer to work organically with people or yeah. have you done things that have been just kind of... Yeah, I've done, I've done both, you know, like, for instance, Free Wheel Ups, Wiley sent me his verse in, but I went to Gig Studio and, and you know, watched him do it. Um, I, I think, you know, I mean, it's nice to be together, um, but I think however, whatever makes the tune, yeah. however people are comfortable as well. Some people like to write on their own at home, which is fine. Some people like to write in the studio with people about, and you know what I mean? Everyone like jamming, having a drink. So however people feel comfortable, you know? But it's, I do like to have the conversation and to talk about things and, you know, not just like, I send you the thing, you send me that, and it's kind of done. Like, it's got to have some kind of relationship there, some kind of, you know, creative, yeah. you know, talk or whatever. Yeah, no, you can, I mean, Free Wheel Ups, uh, Wiley isn't in the video. Uh, yeah. But he's on the album version. Was that always the plan for him to be on the album version, or was it kind of a classic? No, no. Why he didn't turn up. Kind no, of. No, yeah, I would have loved him to be in the video, yeah. but he just he lives in Cyprus at the moment, so okay. it's harder for him to get back and whatnot. But yeah, no, you know, I've always wanted Wiley on the song, and you know, happy that he's on the album still. Yeah, mm. I mean that's that's is a, a Swifter Beat production. Yeah, on Free Wheel Ups. 
he's had one of those years where, you know, he's producing banger after banger, I mean, off the back of Man Don't Care. Yeah. Was it that kind of, was it looking at Man Don't Care and thinking, whoa, okay, I need to work with this producer, or was it something uh, you planned? It was my manager, Richard, that um, put me up on Swifter. He, um, like, obviously was making the album. Yeah. And I, I had said to Rich, look, I want to make, you know, make the album that I'm making. And I do, I do want to add some energy to that to the records but obviously as you know the album's a lot is you know it's very like lyrically driven storytelling some of it's deep um i remember we started this three years ago but i'm like i don't want to make no um energetic tunes now that might not be the one in yeah. three years you know it yeah. might not be what people's playing in the clubs and blah 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 yeah. so i wanted to wait towards the end of the process um and you know coming up towards like um, a year towards the end and whatever, he was just like just producing like some amazing music, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Amazing beats, and went on tour with went on tour with um, Butters, Elijah and Skillion. We done like a club tour, and they played <laughs> they played Man Don't Care. It's the first time I ever heard it. Okay. And it was just yeah. nuts. I yeah. was like, who's this? Yeah. Who is this? Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot to do with that track. Um, yeah. Then he then he sent me some stuff, and. Um, that Rich explained to him like the album and kind of what it's about is a lot of live instrumentation. If you could maybe make something that has got the energy but could be translated live. Yeah, to like a band um, and Yeah, and, and yeah. He, he just sent that free wheel up. So when I heard it, I was just like, wow, that's like perfect. He hit the brief like perfectly, which people don't normally normally do. Normally I'm in the studio with people when I'm, and we make the music together. But it's like he hit the brief spot on. And from then we went and got the live brass put on it and stuff to make it, you know, feel like how the rest of the album feels. But it's still got that grime element. It's just a banger, man. Now when I perform it, it's just yeah, it's mad. Like I was saying to you off camera earlier on, I was I was out on um, on Friday, Friday before this, and the the response that that mm. tune is getting with people, yeah. it's like it feels like when I came to your um, your Manchester when you did the Home Sweet Home. Oh yeah. Date and P's and Q's came on. Yeah. And immediately. You know, tore the place yeah, apart. Yeah. The free wheel looks really feels like in the future. Now yeah. it's really having that effect. When the future is going to have yeah. the same kind of effect as yeah, yeah, that's it's mad. That's yeah, that's what Animat was telling me. Same thing. Like this is like going to be one of those tunes. Yeah. Like years and years to come, it's still going to be a band. Now, was it interesting? I was thinking like uh, earlier on, or yesterday, I was thinking um, like this album and people say like uh, it's kind of got the energy of Home Sweet Home and blah blah blah. And I was thinking Free Wheel Ups is kind of like my P's and Q's. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, Ends is like my sometimes, you know. Um, How is like my typical me. And it's got, it's got yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's quite interesting. I mean, talking about the, the albums, I was just thinking that you got Home Sweet Home. I know you had 140 Grime Street. Yeah, Home Sweet Home, London, London Town, 140 Grime Street, Method to the Madness, Made in a Manor, yeah. bag of mixtapes in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Layer Cake was a song in itself. Yeah, that yeah, I yeah. Like, you haven't heard it, anybody hasn't heard Layer Cake, make sure you go and check that out. So I think that's one of your best, really one of your best songs. But you've got like album titles, again, Home Sweet Home, Made in the Manor, um, London Town, mm. kind of very about home. Yeah. Like how important is like pulling from the, 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 the your upbringing and, and your, the city that you grew up in, the environment I think towards your music? Yeah, it's like, it's very important, you know? And it's sometimes, like when you say it like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously it's clear, Yeah. but it's not always intentional. It's just, it's so in me, you know what I mean? My, my childhood, my upbringing, 
you know what I mean? Where my, where my family's from. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm influenced by that type of thing. Being from East London, that's a massive, you know, influence yeah. on me musically and just life as well. Um, it is important, you know, and I feel it should be that identity should be important to every artist, you know. Mm. Um, you know how much Brooklyn means to Jay Z, you know, and you don't need to go to Brooklyn to uh, you can hear Jay Z song and just yeah, know kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, listen to Reasonable Doubt and you just know what kind of thing it is. Listen yeah. to Eminem's early work and, you know what I mean, that Detroit, he shows you a whole different kind of life in Detroit and yeah. how he grew up, you know what I mean, that whole thing. So yeah, I think uh, it's good for people that are from where you're from, because it's like, yeah, he's one of us mm. and we can identify with it. But for people that are not where you're from, they get to learn a little thing or two, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the atmosphere of, mm. of the city and London. Again, mm. like listening to Free Wheelops when I was in London, it just feels different. <laughs> like it feels different listening to pizza, to music that's from there, seeing the reaction with people and seeing it kind of vibrate mm. with the people that essentially it's been made for and made from. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. I mean, that's a good segue into um, Top Boy. Yeah. And that's again a very London centric mm. like project. And how did you get into acting? Like, was that always a thing that you wanted to do? Or actually, no. It it wasn't. It was it was something that. Uh, you know, people have been bringing to me like, mm. like over the years, like even from like after my first album and that, um, I do this or do this or, or play this role or there's a role here as an MC and da da da. And it's always been like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do nothing like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so it's nothing that I aspire to do, until, literally this, this project. You know, um, who's a casting director, brought it to. Uh, Named Des Hamilton brought it to my manager and said, "Look, I think he'll be he'll be good at acting." And we mm. got a script, blah blah blah. And I read the script, and he kept saying, "Like, have you read it yet? Have you read it yet?" I was like, "Ah, I'll read it tonight. Or next night, I'll read it tonight. Like, just anything to put it off, you know what I mean?" Then yeah. read it, liked it, but then I thought, "Nah, it's just gonna be one of them idiot shows, isn't it?" Mm. Then they told me, "Nah, it's a serious director and the production company serious and." Would you like to go into read? And I swear I was doing anything to put it off. <laughs> then I went there and um, right, like it wasn't given to me this role either. Like, the, the casting director really believed in me, yeah. but obviously there's a lot more people to convince the production, the the, the director, and then the channel. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I had to go and cast like four times for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to cast one time. Yeah, we like it. Then they flipped character. Initially it was for the Shane character. Oh, really? Yeah. Then they flipped it. And I had a different name as well. His name was Trung or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> then it, then, and it was meant to be, I think, like a Vietnamese guy or whatever. But they said, nah, they'd like you to do it. And they changed your name to Sully and blah, blah, blah. Then I cast it the second time, third time. Then I went in to read lines with Ashley on the last time. Okay. And um, they was like, all right, you got it. But even then, I was like, now I've got to go and do it. Now, mm. now it's like was serious that, work. That was, your first, was that your first time first doing that? Acting. It's no joke. Like, it's serious, man. You've got, like, you got to read all the scripts. You've got to learn, not just learn lines, but you've got to build a character. Yeah. You know, so then we've done some workshops and uh, we worked with um, a Martin led with like an acting coach. And he come around my house sometimes and we would just run scenes. And like, he taught me so much. 
plus the director helped me so much and Ashley helped me so much, you know what I mean? He's, he's got experience, yeah. doesn't he? So. Yeah, but to do like a big thing like that on your first gig, it's um, a real tough thing. So that's why I didn't make any music for like a couple of years as well, because okay. like so much focus was put on that. If you want to <coughs> do something properly, mm. and that's the kind of guy I'm, if I'm going to do something, yeah. I'm going to do it for real. Yeah. So um, yeah, I put a lot of effort into that. It feels like you played that character really well. Um, you say you didn't read for that character at first, but you know, Sully's a really kind of, he's a dark, you know, dark character. Yeah. Um, obviously he's the kind of character who will just do anything at any time yeah. to, to, to do what he needs to do. How did you, did you draw on again your experiences, you know, the same way of making an album kind of, and being from that environment. Mm. Did you draw on your experiences of knowing people that you know to kind of, yeah. Bring into that character. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. We done that all the time. You know. Even like we had you know, even when the script was getting developed after it's green lit, but I mean we done workshops and we changed little things and yeah. so we got you know, we was allowed to say like, nah, I think that this boom boom should this should happen and nah, this wouldn't be the retaliation for something like that and boom 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 because yeah. we know you yeah, know you from so we got to do yeah. that as well. But in terms of my character, I definitely was looking at certain people. <laughs> like, I'm gonna take this bit from you, <laughs> yeah. this bit from you. You know what I mean? Like hundred, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell, man. It's a, it's a massively authentic show, yeah. and it, it shows like you know the, the just the vibe of, you know how the streets are. I guess in England, mm. how the streets are in London. Um, we've had two series. Yeah. Second one has ended on a cliffhanger, which I'm very yeah. pissed off about. Yeah, no. You know, I'd, might, I'd like it to be closed off, but are there, I don't know if you can talk to this uh, uh, anything, but are the rumours about, you know, Drake putting some money behind Top Boy <laughs> and bring it back? Is any of that true? In week? Can we see a third series of, of Top Boy coming? Um, I don't know. Mm. I, like, something in me believes there will be another one. There has to be, man. Because I think there has to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know anything about it, but if I had to guess, it's like, yeah, but I don't know the politics involved. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad if it was finished, but I don't think it ended like yeah, it ended. Can't, it can't, it did, yeah, it ended in a way where like, we, we're all waiting for series. Man thought episode five was coming, <laughs> the way it ended, you know what I mean? Man was like there next week, like, you know? <laughs> so it definitely ain't ended like it's the end of the whole thing. It can't be. It so, can't be. yeah, I'll, I'll be up for doing it again if it, only if it was done in the right way, though, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't want it to, like, be some different kind of glossy, weaker thing, like, kind of yeah, diluted. Even, even the cinematography of that show was just, just really, 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 really That's good. the thing. That's why I was involved, because mm. it was, like, quality on every level. Yeah. From the writer, you know, like, Rona, but he'd, he's written big stuff with, like, Johnny Depp and things like, you know yeah. what I mean? So, proper director, proper production company series as well. So I don't think any one of those people would be into like messing it up and just mm -hmm. doing some yeah. stupid thing. So I think the quality will remain. And if it does, I would yeah, definitely I'll be there. Mm. Um, it's kind of, it's interesting as well because I guess it came at the right time for it to have had the break mm. for you to go ahead and, and focus on the album. If you're saying that you like to focus on you know, your projects yeah. at, at the right time. Could that, yeah, I didn't have to ever answer that question mm. um, to myself. like. If there was a third one straight away, yeah, what would I have done? Because that yeah. would have pushed the album back, like for sure. You know what I mean? Mm. 
and then you probably have to sign a contract for the further the foot and whatever yeah, and it's like yeah. could i see myself not putting out this album for you know not making music for like another three years or whatever like starting my album now timing's timing i, I mean everything every, every, every for a reason man i couldn't have done that so um it's like perfect for me that i get to release this album and then um mm. and then we'll see what comes have you ever like looked at the way the market is and i don't just mean the grind market I just mean music in general and just and felt like this isn't the right time for me to be out right now i'm gonna i'm gonna take a, a, a step out and you know they can wait for kano to come back uh a little bit yeah, yeah. like maybe a few years but i think again top boy was like um like a blessing you know yeah, what i mean yeah and it kind of masked the fact that you know if if it wasn't for that maybe i would have just been like more chilling like it's not really feeling this game like and everyone's trying to do this and that and you know making music that i can tell that they don't really like but they're trying to gain something else from it which i understand mm. but it's just not what i'm good at you know it's not what i'm good at so i guess i got to do something else during that whole period but yeah sometimes it is just a a timing thing man yeah yeah i feel like people are ready for something real you know mm. And, and consumers know more than they ever did, you it's know true. what I mean? It's and true. they can like, they can tell what's fake. And, like, I got little cousins and that that say, ah, oh, yeah, man, that, you just made that tune for the radio and uh, to get on the BBC playlist and yeah, they're, they're talking like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We never ever knew what that meant. Yeah, they're a lot you know? more savvy nowadays. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, and social media and people, you can't fake it for, you can't fake it nowadays, mm. really. It's too much on you, yeah, too yeah. much cameras and things. How have you um, transitioned into that social media era? Um, how's that been for you? I mean, I guess, you know, first starting out, we just about had, I don't know. Um, like MySpace. And MySpace, <laughs> like Rewind Mag Forums and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, you. you know, back in the day to kind of get information <laughs> out. Have you, have you transitioned, like, you know, really well into that whole kind of giving them a bit more on the Instagram and the yeah, Twitter and all that kind I of like, stuff? Too? I think like a slow transition. Yeah. You know, at first, I'm like, ah, mm, you know what I mean? I kind of like the going away and coming back with like music, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I see some other people like, someone like Lethal B, I think he uses he's a, he's it as a master a, of social media. Use it as a tool, yeah. like a real yeah. tool. And um, he's great at it. And he gets to showcase his personality. Um, yeah, and I think like his audience love it. And so I think there's lo loads of people better than me on yeah, it. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just me kind of thing, you know what I mean? I think you've always probably been more of the artist that we learn about you through the the music and kind yeah, of where, yeah. and where you're yeah. at at the time, being so honest in the music. Yeah. You can you can hear it, like you can really see, okay, this is what your thought process is right yeah. now. Yeah, I believe so too. Um, I mean, we, we, we're in 2016, Crime's having probably its biggest year ever um, off the back of, you know, 2015 and the, the kind of the industry and all that kind of stuff. How do you feel about being, you know, one of the the forefathers, I would say, of, of, of the grime scene, you know, coming from Nasty Crew, mm. um, you know, Foundation, you know, Jammer, DWE, you know, Marcus, or, the, or just all of what Nasty Crew was mm. to the, how, I mean, how, how, how does that feel to look like 10, 12, 13 years later? It's, see where everything is. Like. Yeah, it's mad. I don't do too much looking back, but mm. like when I'm forced to look back, it's just, uh, wouldn't have thought that will be here, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. 
we wasn't doing it to end up here. Mm. And hopefully, it's, you know, it's not the end. But um, we were just doing it as hobby, just fun, just like kids playing football in the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go radio, do Wasn't getting no money or anything like that. You know, if we got fifty pound for a show or something, it would be like a happy day. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have thought. You know we'll be achieving the kind of success that we are now and Dizzy would have gone on to do so much things yeah, and yeah. and Lethal and you know DWE just about because I, I used to listen to him growing up you know what I mean I seen him the other day in Newcastle doing a show and smashing it and mm. it's amazing it's amazing you know it's like it's crazy and now you've got the young kids coming up and they used to listen to us growing up yeah yeah and they're doing their thing we're just really just building this scene and this culture and it's good stuff, man. And I don't think it's like, look, there was a time where people thought it was a phase or whatever, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. Nah, this is it, now it's here. That's yeah, it. yeah. I mean, there's, there's people have been literally, you mentioned culture. It's, there is a grime culture now, and people have literally been raised on grime music for, you know, 10 plus years. Yeah. To where it's it's internalized, like, mm. there's a whole, you know, there's a whole grime culture. Um, is there any, are there any younger artists that you, that you look at and you think, like, you know, he's got the juice, and there's, there's people that you really think, you know, like that guy? Yeah, I like a lot of people out there, like, you know, um, as you know, on, on tour right now with, like, Jams yeah. and um, Temper and Daps, and, and I think, like, I mean, I've had a lot of, you know, talks with Daps and whatever, and I think he's he's definitely an artist and he he's keen to get better and mm. perfect his craft and just wants to learn and loves the stage and, you know, he's definitely got something there. Um, I love Little Sims, you know what I mean? I think she's sick, that they're doing her thing. Um, but there's loads of, loads of MCs, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Loads of MCs, from, you know, novelists to bonkers to, you know what I mean? There's there's a lot of good people out there. Yeah, there's actually, you know, saying that, there's there are actually so many now, um, mm. with big fan bases as well. Like, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people doing their thing. And there's people that have kind of been around, mm. but are getting more shine now, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you you mentioned kind of um, the approach from when you first started, if it being a hobby and mm. kind of like kids, you know, kicking football in the street, etc. And then <clears throat> it felt like it it did go like into a really commercialized mm. segment where the labels started coming in. <coughs> you know, you mentioned earlier people maybe doing things that they didn't want to really do, music they didn't really want to make. Kind of feels like we're we're out of that stage now, and it's it's getting back to doing it for the love of the music and, and you know getting some actual real music made do you do you, do you feel the same yeah i feel the same it's like once the people speak yeah they're not you know the the bosses listen you know what i mean yeah yeah um you know people like whoever stormzy or whatever have will have success in the chart from a freestyle that wasn't on the a-list on radio and blah 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 it's just his people are speaking mm. you know the fans are responding then the people upstairs have to take note, you know. But before, that's the, it's just the way it goes. You, you know, you have to make a song that's going to get on daytime radio yeah. and uh, there it can be on this and that. And, um, and they're putting money into it, so, mm. you know. They're taking the kids and signing them for all these bags and they're going to need to have their say. Yeah, and you're gonna kind of need to do it there. Yeah. If you want your album out, you gotta do a bit of what I say, mm. you know. 
and I understand why a kid will take the bags. Yeah. <laughs> coming from where he's coming from, yeah. never seen any money like that. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? I can, I can understand why people um, want to achieve mainstream success. Like, we can all understand. Mm. Anyone at any job it's true. is it's offered true a raise. When you put it, when you put it like that, to come and work true. in this department or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to do it. But we're just going to get, like, so criticized for it or what else, you know, or we're going to live and die, you know, mm. by it. You know. Did you ever go through that yourself, or have you had, have you had creative control, you know, pretty much through your, through your career? Yeah, I think I've had. Yeah, I've always like had creative control. I, n I never do anything I don't want to do, but I think sometimes you feel pressure, mm. um, like external pressure, even if it's not really verbal. Like you do this, you kind of know what's expected, so you kind of try and make people happy and but yourself happy at the same time and then it turns out that you didn't really go far enough that way but then not yeah, far enough that yeah, was to make yourself yeah. happy and then the fans are like nah I don't really you know what I mean so it's just in this limbo kind of area so I've experienced that you know what I mean quickly and just realized that it's not it's not for me you know mm. but I think every artist in the world will experience that you yeah. know I'm sure Jay-Z had when you put on the yellow suit. Did and sunshine. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you really realise, you know what? <laughs> Let me do it this way. Have you ever had a, a sunshine moment for yourself? <laughs> yeah. you, like a song or video that you wish you hadn't made? Probably. I remember Ghetto was saying, <laughs> he, he was saying, yeah, man, think, man, keep it real. <laughs> he goes, they ain't help us on the laptop. <laughs> What's that? never come out yet. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I don't know. And every every artist will experiment and blah, 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 and yeah. then, you know, pull their self back and whatever. It's, it's just a part of, like, you know, growing and mm. learning and becoming, yeah, becoming who you eventually yeah. are, you know. I mean, label-wise, who are you with now? Talk about labels. Parlophone, now. Would you ever go independent? I've been independent. I've been independent for, um, I think it's about seven years, eight oh, okay. years. Okay, wow, I didn't know that. Was that when you did 140 Gram Street? That was the was beginning the, of the my beginning independence. Of okay, yeah. Um, and that was, uh, I think, 2008. It's been a while, man. You know, mm -hmm. so to two thousand from 2008 to <laughs> January this yeah, year, yeah. <laughs> that was all independence. So I made this album independently, With the idea all of, by myself, yeah. and then uh, and then done a, done a deal afterwards. And it partly was because of. I wanted to make it the way I wanted to make it. Yeah. And then let's talk afterwards. I didn't want too much cooks in the kitchen. Mm. Um, you know, everyone's got an idea, ain't they? Why you do this? Why don't you work with this person and work with that? But I think even though, even if I was in that situation, I would hope that I've been in the game long enough. I've earned enough respect for people to just, um, you know, let, let me do my thing. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I didn't even have to deal with that. So, um, yeah, it's been cool. Now, now I'm with them, we've partnered up. They was. They brought into the music that I already um, made, and yeah, it was down to help me get it out to as much people as possible. Yeah, is it easier? I mean, obviously, a major label is a major label. Is it is it easier with those kind of mechanics behind you again now to kind of get the product out there yeah, to as far afield as possible? I wouldn't say anything's easy. I, I think if something is working or gonna work, they can take it to the next level. Okay. Yeah. But I think if something you can put ten million pound into a project, if it's just not going to work, it's just not going to work. You know, mm. um, you can make it look good, but it's not. Uh, it's not happening. You know, so um, I think the the machine you can benefit from the machine, but um, 
you have to be doing the right things already. Yeah. yeah, the music speaks for itself, and obviously, I mean, Gary, knowing now that some music that you put out predated mm. a deal or whatever, it was working. It was doing, you know, it was yeah. doing what it needed to do. Yeah, because we done we done done a lot. I think early doors we done flow of the year, but you know that was like really early, and then we done um, was that kind of the creep into yeah that was back the, out, the yeah. creep, you know, yeah. and then it was like. Um, how a new banger, then it was like Garage Gang, then we dropped three wheel ups and then ends to show them like a different side of the album and then and then dropped the album. So mm. yeah, and it's people have received it very well, you know. Um and yeah, it's been going down good every night and yeah, it just feels right. Feels right. People seem to be happy that I'm making this kind of thing. And yeah, it feels like we're breaking ground, man. We're doing something special. Yeah. Do you know what was really interesting for me that's just come to mind that I completely forgot about until just now? You talk about like partnerships with people. Mercedes. No, oh, yeah. Like, how did how did I remember just watching TV one day and thinking, wait, that's that's, that's, that's Kano. <laughs> like, how did <laughs> like, which was it's Mercedes, obviously. You know, not to say that you you're not as big as certain brands or whatever, but watching TV and just seeing the random um, Mercedes advert that just came completely out of left field for me. How did that even come about? Like, did they come to you and say, hey, Kano, we want you to be in a new Mercedes advert? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Just, yeah, like that. And they showed me the whole idea, and it was like a, it was a long, like a nine-day shoot in Portugal, yeah. and they want to do something interactive and where uh, the viewer can choose how the advert's going to finish, whether mm. it's going to go left and go right, and blah, blah, blah. And, um, they're promoting this car called A Class, and like kind oh, of his, you, yeah. You, was, was that the lead off for the the, the, the A Class? The A Class, yeah. One of the biggest think, cars they've made yeah, since, I think yeah. historically the A Class had been quite, um, yeah, it was a, like it grown up, yeah, like mums yeah, and dad kind of car, thing yeah. or whatever. And they wanted to flip it, okay. And I think go down more of the like Golf, Golf GTI, makes sense because it is the product that, that one yeah. series yeah. and go down that kind of thing, A3, and um, appeal to more younger people. Mm. Cooler people and blah blah blah, and just uh, got men involved through that. Mm. And because the car was a success, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see any royalty checks, uh. but I see the car a lot. <laughs> it, but, I know. see that car too much now as well. I mean, it's a, it's a car that obviously, if that was the plan, yeah, yeah. they've done very well in yeah, marketing nah, it think, to, a, to well. a younger audience. Yeah, they've done well, man. Have you done any other brand partnerships like that? You know, and is it something that you, you want to get more into? Uh, yeah, or I are think. Or you selective about what you do? Yeah, cause I think it has to like work with mm. you know me and what I'm about, and also or like you know also what my what my fans and listeners would um, respond to. So yeah, I've done I've done things here and there. Like I just done a, a, a thing for Adidas in promotion of the a tr new trainer called NMD. Oh, that one. That, yeah. That's the one that came out recently. Just a couple of days ago, like sold out. Yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. it's a hot it's a hot thing. shoe. Yeah, yeah. So we done a. We've done something in London recently. We've done something in Berlin Was that as the well. Future House thing that it is? Then we've done the Future House yeah. thing in London where I got to like um, curate a whole day. And um, got to do like Q&A. Swifter was there as well. Spoke mm -hmm. a lot about the album. And then I've done a performance. And, you know, just, yeah, in promotion of this uh, this shoe. So, yeah, I think the you know, for any artist, like the whole brand collaboration thing is, you know, is a big thing. Has been a big thing for yeah, yeah. a few years now. And the more and more, you know, music isn't selling how it used to. I think you see a lot of um, brand partnerships being built between artists and companies. Mm -hmm. Well, this kind of, it's a good segue into my, my traditional final question, okay. which is, uh, 
we've talked about acting, we've talked about music, etc. Um, where do you see yourself as Kano in three to five years? Three. What, 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 does, what does that look like for you? Um, I believe it or not, I've never ever looked that far <laughs> in front. But because yeah. this happened for three years, let me say for three years' time, I would like to. Uh, I've had another album out already and be and about three, four more tours. Mm. And um, oh damn, it's hard to think of anything past, past music. I've, I've got a lot of ideas that I want to, music-wise ideas, yeah. a lot of projects, you know, and one of them is another out, solo album. And then I've got a couple other ideas. Can we see a, uh, you just said another solo album, which is a very interesting way of putting <laughs> it. Can we see an album with you in ghetto? <laughs> you kind of clocked on that. I, I preed that very quickly. Um, yeah, can we see that happening? Maybe. We, we spoke about it, and uh, like over the years we spoke about it, but it's always never been the wrong time. Right? Yeah. R right time, sorry. Like, uh, you can do it, I can do it, whatever. But now I just feel like he's such in a good space, energy-wise, yeah, and I'm out there see, doing my it thing. Well, yeah. it, it would be like, um, yeah. If we could put that together, it would mm. be nice. I always felt like you two are, are, are like two sides of the same mm. coin, kind of. Because when you came out, it always felt like the flow patterns were kind of similar in a way. Mm. Sometimes it's like you were like Mario, he was evil Mario. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you were Mario, he was Mario. I say this a lot to people, and I'm glad you, you kind of you got what I'm saying. But um, <laughs> it felt like that way yeah, to, to yeah. see that coming together and have a project yeah. would be a, would be amazing. Yeah, that would be, yeah, be that would be sick. That would be sick. But um, yeah, man. And he's doing so good at the moment, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Out there, one take, smashing it. But yeah, I just feel like me and him together, just from the beginning, we just click. Yeah. We just, and even if we ain't performed together for a long time, when we step on the stage, it's just like, it's just there, right it? back yeah. where we left off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so that would be cool, maybe. All right, Keno, thank you for coming in. Nice one. Good talk to you. Appreciate Definitely. it. Yeah. Um, I'm Des Robinson, you're watching Be It Free, and that was another episode of Media Artists, and you can catch me next time. And make sure you go and buy Kano's album, Made in the Manor, out now. Hey.